We're live. L-I-V-E. Take two for the day. So we know a lot of you are probably like those PMA girls. Why are they doing it during the natty? Number one, because this girl doesn't care about football. (laughs) But number two, we had a jam-packed weekend. We've got a lot going on. This is the first time we've had time to sit down and do it. And we got a game tomorrow. So we got to get it done before we're three episodes behind. Yeah. Watch it later. Watch it at your convenience. Watch it whenever you want. Don't listen to it at all. We don't care. We don't care. I mean, again, this girl, you know how much I love football. It's freaking Alabama, which they can honestly eat my shorts. And Georgia. I, I, I really hope Georgia shoves it up Nick Saban's booty hole. Because um, I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them and their bull, bull crap. So anyway, um, enough about football. Because this is a basketball podcast. So Jacqueline, tell us just a little bit about your weekend and what you did. And maybe give us a quick little uh, review from the Purple Goat. Yeah. And uh, and then I'll kind of talk about my weekend, or really it was just my Saturday, my Sunday, just a, a quick second, and then we'll move on to the game. Yeah. Okay, so my little brother, I still call him my little brother, even though he's not so little anymore. Um, <laughs> he's tall. Yeah. He lives in Hamilton with his wife, Haley, and their little girl, Aubrey, my precious, adorable little angel baby niece. Um, <laughs> angel baby. Hamilton's like 30 minutes from Stephenville. Um, Anyway, so this year they went on a cruise the week before Christmas. Um, And then, of course, she is about three and a half now. So this is really the first Christmas that she's like really understood the whole Santa Claus spiel and all that jazz. So they wanted to do Christmas by themselves at their house on Christmas Day so they could do the whole Santa thing. So, So the next weekend was new year's obviously we didn't want to do christmas on new year's so we went this past weekend to do christmas with them so i got there friday night friday night about eight um spent the night there at my brother's we got up saturday morning i did my little run like normal we kind of hung around the house um uh and then it just so happened that that's the weekend that we were playing tarleton 30 minutes down the road so uh me and my parents and my brother all went to the game um, in person, which I was super excited about because it's probably been at least 15 years or maybe more that the four of us have been to an SFA game all together. Um, right. And, Fun. Yeah. And thankfully, um, very kindly of him, uh, Coach Jasek is my parents' neighbor, one of my parents' neighbors. So he left us tickets. So we had some nice little floor seats right behind the bench um, where we were just in all the action. Uh, So it was fun. I mean, obviously, I was very disappointed that we we had to take the L because, you know, it's the first time we've been in an SFA game in forever. And like my brother was in him. So it's like, uh, you know, I'm all excited to like show off our our team and be like, see, we're really good too, even though we're not AM. Not that AM's like that that great in men's basketball, but I was gonna say AM isn't like but they're you know they're an SEC school, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Which I mean we we did have some very 
good moments and all of that. But anyway, so, uh, so we did that. Then we opened our gifts Sunday morning and then I came back yesterday, but it was a lovely little weekend. It was just, um, you know, kind of sad outcome of the game, but, but we had a good time. So, uh, so that was cool. We had a small little contingent of fans there. The four of us were there. Um, I kind of thought I might see Joe Max, but he wasn't there. Um, but it was, it was my parents and Gary Miller and Chauncey and Lottie Namola and another man I saw who I don't know. Um, so that was, I mean, he was working as a face staff, so I know, I know he's from SFA, but that was our little front row section at the game. So, right. Uh, okay. So anyway, so we went, we went over there early and had like an early dinner at the purple goat. Um, which was good. I will say I, I did not get a drink, so I didn't get to sample their drinks simply because, as most of you know, my parents do not drink. Um, and not that I won't drink in front of them, but my brother was driving us, so he was like, I'm not going to get a drink because they'll like have a coronary if I have a dr have one drink and then drive us. You know what I mean? True. Um, and so I wasn't going to be the only one to order drinks. So I didn't, I didn't drink anything. But the, it seemed like they had a lovely selection of uh, – draft stuff but it was a pretty cool place um i mean it says this is open air and so it's like it's all inside but it's when they say open air i think it's because it's basically just kind of like a big garage like one side of it they have a bar like a pretty long bar and a few bar top tables and like pool tables and stuff and then the other part like you could tell that several of the windows were like garage doors that probably during the summer they they can either like open up or like open out um and so they Kinda were like at the brewery yeah so they were dog friendly because i saw some people come in with their dogs um and the food was good it wasn't like super great um but y'all know how picky i am about my mac and cheese but you are <clears throat> it was funny because we had a good little lap whenever i mean the food looked very nice and i do need to uh post the pictures so my brother was torn between getting a burger or the mac and cheese so he got the mac and cheeseburger um which just a burger with a big scoop of macaroni and cheese on there and he said it was really good it looked great um and uh street corn for the side which was amazing because i did try it out uh and then i got the mac the mom's mac and cheese which is mac and cheese with uh brisket cho like chopped brisket on top and then uh like fire roasted corn um but we had a, a good laugh about it because whenever I got it, I was like, I mean, I could have liked a little bit of sauce on the brisket that they put in there, but they just put it in there dry. But I was, I was telling them about how whenever we were posting our pictures from uh, the uh, KC barbecue that everyone mm -hmm. was like, oh, there's too much sauce. There's too much sauce. Everyone was dogging and, the sauce. And I was like, well, all of our little barbecue snobs from Texas ought to be so thrilled that they put this brisket on there dry with no sauce because apparently it's like mutually exclusive that it can't be good barbecue and have sauce. That's like such a travesty, which I was like, I, I my opinion, don't at me for this, anyone. Just because you put sauce on it doesn't mean you didn't cook it right or you didn't season it right. You just might like sauce. Like it can still taste good and have sauce. Um, and so then we we had another conversation about uh, a food item that people from Texas get very snobby about. So here's my super unpopular opinion, everyone. Get ready. You can have beans and chili. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. In fact, I knew I, it. 
I said, you know what? People do the same thing about chili. And if you put, if you're in Texas and you put beans and chili, oh my God, people have a, a heart attack. And my brother was on my side and said, if you don't put beans in it, you're basically just eating spaghetti sauce. I said what I said. Jacqueline is starting off this podcast with controversy. No, I'm just I'm just throwing out some really controversial topics. But yeah, Brett was like, yeah. I'll just go open a bottle of ragu if you're just gonna eat. It's okay. Like the same thing except with cumin. That's like the only difference. Okay. So two things about your comments. Um, the barbecue snobs can just shove it. Uh, because if I want sauce on my barbecue. I will eat sauce on my barbecue. The Load end. Load it up. I personally, I'm a, I'm a condiment queen, babe. I, I will fucking pour condiments all over all of my food like there's no tomorrow. Because you know what? YOLO and tomorrow's not promised. And it's That's- good. It's good. We wouldn't do it if it didn't taste good. Second comment. So obviously a lot of people may or may not know this, but my parents are from... The North. Where they put beans and chili. Where they put beans and chili. So my entire life, entire life, I have grown up with beans and chili. And I've gone, and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I've gone toe to toe with my mom and I've tried to tell her, listen, let's just one time try it without beans. We can put something else in it. Like, you know, we can experiment. She's like, no. No, I grew up with beans and chili, so we're putting beans and chili. And I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it to argue. It's like, so, so you know, Mom, we're not eating real chili. It's not chili. According to Texas, it's not chili. It's not Texas chili. But guess what? It I is like chili. I think it's chili. With or without beans. You're basically eating spaghetti sauce with some cumin and a little chili powder. That's what you're eating. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Don't at me. Okay. Can I also make one more comment about just nothing that has to do with anything related to this podcast? I literally just got a tweet, not a tweet, a message. Guess who's at nine flags right now? Am I going to be mad about this? Am I going to have FOMO? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm fucking sitting here right now and I'm about three seconds from saying fuck the live podcast and going over there to Nine Flags. Like it's someone that important. I don't even know if I want to know now. Chad Michael Murray. Okay. I'm not as excited as you are because I never watched One Tree Hill. Isn't that what he was on? Yeah. But I saw I saw several of my Facebook friends share yesterday these two girls in neck. I think one of them's the one who owns the um, one of the ba- uh, white farmhouse bakery or whatever it's called. The girl with the curly hair. Yes. Whitney. Uh, what's her name? Whitney. Maybe it wasn't her. Anyway, it was two girls uh, were eating in Clear Springs and they saw him and they went over and asked if they could take a picture with him. And they said he was so nice and so friendly. And he said that he was just passing through town, like doing a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. So literally Sam, our friend Sam, she just texted the group and literally said, you'll never guess who's at. I'm sitting here at Nine Flags eating dinner and Chad Michael Murray is fucking here at Nine Flags. 
Okay, yes. And I'm freaking out because, yes, I did watch One Tree Hill. But also, if you're a Hallmark movie fan and or Lifetime movie fan, his ass is all over Lifetime and Hallmark movies, too. He's just yeah. a snack. I don't, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen anything with him in it because I don't watch any of those movies. Holy shit. And so we're putting the pieces together. So I think Brad Mall, this makes sense because I had a committee meeting tonight in which Brad Mall is normally in our committee meetings for our task force for NAC. And he wasn't in the meeting tonight. And mm-hmm. so I think somebody said they saw Brad Mall post something about filming a project here. So that would make complete sense if Brad Mall's filming a project and he's just passing through filming something. So maybe they're obviously together. Maybe so. And then someone else said on our on our text message conversation that that they heard he was at Republic Steakhouse on Saturday. And hmm. it just keeps getting more interesting. I'm 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 losing my mind right now. Well, let's for the, power for, through for the six try. people that are watching this. My childhood dreams are are. I mean, I am about three seconds away from taking this show on the road and going and going mobile, <laughs> running over to Nine Flags with my my house shoes on, my <laughs> my my pajama pants on. My wine in my hand and just saying, chatty boy. Nice to meet you. We nice should point through and you should go on up there. I think you should. Sure, he'll be there a while. So Colin's saying, wait, hold on. Colin, okay, hold on. Yeah, make your dreams come true. <laughs> Colin, I'm about three seconds, man. I swear. I'm so mad right now. I'm also mad at Brad Mall for not doodly informing me because me and Brad are like this now and those who are listening who don't know who Brad Mall is just ask your moms or grandmothers about General Hospital and Dr. Tony Jones that's all just a local legend local local legend Brad Mall me and Brad have become real close anyway I can't believe Chad Michael Marie what the fuck that's wild I should have told you whenever I saw that last night on Facebook but I didn't think about it again Mom wants to know if I'm going to eat food. Uh, probably not. Okay. Are you going to eat at Nine Flags? I'm going to go eat at Nine Flags where Chad Michael Murray is. Yeah. Bro, this is the most wild thing. Anyway, okay. So real quick rundown of my Sunday. Uh, it was pretty normal weekend until I got to Sunday. What are they doing over there? What is happening? People are throwing shit. Watching the natty. Okay, anyway. So, um, anyway, so like I said, pretty normal Saturday, uh, went and saw my friend, uh, Hillary up in Jayville, um, on Friday night, Saturday night came back and then, um, just kind of hung around cause it was really rainy and gross. But anyway, Sunday I went down to Houston for the Rockets game cause our friend Corey got a rocket suite at the game, had a great time, but he also invited, um, if you're a Houston fan, if you're definitely an Astros fan, then you know these guys. It's like the Apollo Media guys. Um, and they're just blowing up. They are fantastic. So cool. So nice. Uh, love them. Um, anyway, so he invited them into the suite and hung out with them the whole time. And it was just a really, really cool um, little experience in the suite and to hang out with them. Because like I said, they're just like normal, funny dudes. Like I could definitely see myself hanging out with them all the time. Like 
I literally was watching them watch the game and I, and and their commentary about basketball is so similar to like mine and ours. I was just laughing the whole time. It was really funny. Anyway, so I had a good Saturday. Obviously the Rockets lost, so that's kind of lame, but I mean, I was watching the game and I'm literally screaming, "Get the rebound!" And I'm like, "Jesus, it's like I'm watching the fucking Lumberjacks." Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I'm still reeling about this Chad Michael Murray thing. I'm probably, I need to, I, no, I'm not going. Anyway, shout out to Betty White. Miss you. I'm I'm using my, my uh, Golden Girls glass tonight. Yeah, I should have gotten my, I'm actually not drinking, drinking at the moment. I made, I made tacos tonight and I went and got the good rice from the Mitchell Kano. So I got the Cokes that I like the best. The best Cokes ever. AKA the best cooks ever. Um, anyway, so, uh, okay, I got to get off this because I'm going to keep seeing these t- these messages about Chad Michael Murray. I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, good news, the girls just won, so that's great. Uh, last note before we get started talking about the game, uh, cat fans would like to say beans covered in chili, barbecue sauce, overload, wackeats may not want to watch this episode of Park Me, Alex. He still hasn't responded to my challenge. He's not going to. Nope. Nope. I don't think so. If you're listening, he's not going to respond. I know it. He's going to be a little baby. He, them, whoever the hell it is. No cojones. All right, let's get started. Talk about the game. Yeah. Okay, so here's the general history and background. So going into this game, we had only played Charlton State 10 times. Uh, We won nine and only lost one. Um, our last matchup, literally the last time we played them was in 1977. Yeah, it's been a um, long time. It's been some years. Uh, we lost that game 67 to 71. Uh, the largest margin of victory against them was 126 to 86, which was in 72. Smallest margin of victory was 64 to 57, and that was in 74. So, yeah, it's been it has been some years since we have played Charleston State. Uh, the starters for the game, same lineup as we've been having: Gavin, da- Gavin, David, Calvin, Nigel, and Trell. Mm-hmm. Of course, we lost seventy-seven to seventy-one in overtime. Um, the okay, so I looked. We looked it up before we went, and I think the max capacity of their high school gym. So I'm not going to call it a Coliseum because it was not. Is <laughs> like 2,500 or something. It's 2,000 something. And then on the stats sheet, it says that the attendance was 2,022. I read that out to my parents later that night when we got back home, and they were like, "No." Literally, it was not. It was not even halfway full. There was no one there. It was damn sure not almost full. Absolutely. All right, who's cooking the books? I'm just laughing because for a moment there, it froze on your face and you literally were so mad. You're like, (laughs) it was not even close to 2000 people there. Oh my God. Okay. Now you want to cover the wax standings? I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm not, we're not going to be happy about where we're at, but sure. I'll totally. We're not going to be happy with much on this episode, but. No, no, not one absolute shit bit. 
Okay, so at the top of the WAC, currently, as of tonight, New Mexico State is at the top with a 2-0 record, along with Grand Canyon. They're 2-0. I'm not going to talk about overall at the moment. I'm just going to focus on WAC conference standings because that's real, honestly what matters at the absolute moment. Um, uh, at 1-0, Seattle U, Sam Houston's 3-1, Tarleton's at 3-1. Uh, Utah Valley two and one, Abilene Christian two and two, SFA one and one, Chicago State one and three, and then the last four teams haven't won a single conference game. Uh, CBU zero and one, Lamar zero and one, Dixie State zero and three, and Utah Rio Grande Valley zero and three as well. So um, that th- is important to note that the standings below do not N O T capital. not include the following forfeits. Um, So there were actual forfeits that we, that had to do with COVID. So the New Mexico state W at Lamar uh, January on uh, January 6th. And then the grand Canyon W at Lamar January the 8th. So there are two games that were 100% forfeited by Lamar. So they will not be made up. They will not be, whatever. Um, and so that obviously accounts why their standings are just actually at 0 and 1 instead of like 0 and 3. Um, the forfeits will be factored into seeding in the tournament, but will remain as no contest as far as the net rankings go. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. I mean, when you look at the games played, we've only played 14 games, but some of these teams have played, you know, like three more games than we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of because of these reschedules and these. Um, yeah. Anyway. And and Colin would like to make a comment. The fact that he said it still sounded loud at the game. There was nobody there. Maybe they were just sitting by microphones. Must have been. Well, I will still- say one of the only nice things was when I rewatched the game today, the apparently the cameras, the only cameras they had were on my side. So you did not see me at all. No the game, which probably for the better, because I, don't I probably know. saw you a grand total of maybe like two or three times. See, I didn't see myself at all whenever I watched it. Really? Yeah, no, I saw, I saw you at least like at least twice for sure. Maybe three, but at least twice for sure. Like when they were filming from the end of the court, like the baseline or something? Yes, yes, yeah. Like it wasn't during, you know, maybe during like a timeout or something. It wasn't like during actual play. Okay. Like it was it was maybe like after halftime or like before the game started. It wasn't like during game time. Okay, really. so I thought yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would have texted you and you'd be like, I need you to get that scowl off your face because you're smack dab. That's not like us at the actual SFA games when we're right behind the bench and everybody and their mama sees our reactions. Well, I was right behind the bench. They just weren't filming from the other side of the court. They were filming from my side. Right. So oh, as yeah. opposed to now, now that we're on, they flipped the sides for the right. home for us. Our faces are front and center, you know, and so it's just funny. Uh, quick shout out to Sean Clinch. Much love, ladies. You're crushing this. My ADHD isn't allowing me to focus on the title game, Bama slash UGA. Sean, totally understand who you going for, Bama or UGA, and don't say Bama. Also, then- Sean, are you going to be at the uh, Heckler reunion game on the 22nd? Because we haven't seen you in a while. I know. Yeah, we haven't. Or, 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 or are you coming to the Ambassador Assembly on the 5th of February? Correct. Yeah. 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 Let us know. Let us know. 
Ah, he's going for the dogs. Let's go, baby. That's right. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, that's fantastic. So, yeah, that's where the wax stainings are currently um, with that one note. Um, again, most of these teams have played 17 games um, or at least a few more than we have. So just keep that in mind that we're, we've only played 14. <laughs> we're going to get these, those games that were postponed and or rescheduled in. So just hold on. We'll catch up. Try not to worry too much, even though I know it can be a little startling to see us so far down in the standings. But this is what we came into the WAC for. I mean, we knew this was going to be a difficult road. We knew it. Yeah. We should not have lost on Saturday. We should not have lost. But Sean says he will be there on the 22nd. Axum, Axum, Let's go. Can't wait. Tailgate, we're going to need to bring like 18 Prilosex because, Jesus Christ, tailgate's going to be wild. But he won't be in there in person for the assembly. Uh All right. Understood. Understood. Colin, are you coming to 22nd? I think that's what he's saying, hopefully. Sean's laughing at us. But what else is new? Hopefully, we're going to see a bunch of people for this thing, both on the 22nd and on the 5th. Let's go. Ready. My body is ready. 22nd. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Let's go. Anybody else out there? Catch hands? Um, no, he's not. All right. Moving on to Sean Kennedy's stat section. Jacqueline, take it away, girl. Get your stats in. Okay. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of compare some of these to the ACU game just just for reference here. So our field goal percentage um, against Charlton was 48.2, which is not bad. Uh, in the ACU game, it was 51, so pretty pretty dang close to the same. Um, our three point percentage took a bit of a nosedive. Uh, I mean, we shot really well in the threes against ACU, which we talked about. Our our percentage then was 45.5. Um, this game against Charlton, it was only 27.3. Um, our free throw percentage. Just right on the money as usual at a measly little 61.1%. I mean, not that that's terrible, but listen, I just think we can do better than that. At least, at least 10% better. Um, my opinion. Uh, points in the paint, we were up some. We had 32 because remember the last game we only had 20. Uh, points off turnovers, we had 11. Second chance points, we had eight. Fast break points, we had nine. Bench points, we had 20. Um, total rebounds, we we had a great rebounding game again. The last game, we rebounded 37. This game, we rebounded 36. True. Um, we had 13 offensive boards and 23 defensive boards. We had 27 fouls. Um, so one more than last time. No, six more than last time. Last game, we had 21. Oh, I thought last game we had 26. No, we had 26 turnovers the last game. Oh. So this game, we... You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said fouls, and then you said no person. Okay, I mean, uh, turnovers. Okay. Yeah. So this game, we... Two less turnovers. We had 24 turnovers. Uh, they only had 15, which was the same that ACU had in the last game. <laughs> Oddly enough, um, steals, we had four blocks. We had seven. Our game leader, again, player of the game, Nigel, 
um, and I will brag on him infinitely in the feats of strength, but he had a double-double with 22 points, 10 rebounds, and one assist. Literally, Nigel is what kept us in this game. 100%. Um, just going to say that. Uh, second in line was Day-Day with 13 points, four rebounds, and two steals, and uh, he only had 23 minutes, so not that much. Um, Nigel, out of the 45 minutes of the game, played 43, FYI. Only two minutes was he out of the game. I Nigel is – I'll put a pin in that for the piece of yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trell had nine points, one rebound, four assists, and one steal. And Calvin, almost double-double, just shy. Uh, he had eight points, ten rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Um, so great. close. Great little game there from from them. Um, Quick note: Melvin Bryan said he'll be there for the GCU game. That's right. So not to be not to be to overshadow the GCU game. That is on the Thursday. So we got literally we have we have a smorgasbord of, of basketball coming up next week. Literally, we got Monday the makeup game with UT GRV, and then Thursday we have the freaking GCU game, and then Saturday is the New Mexico State game. Like, it is one after another after another, and I am going to explode. All big games, too. All big games. I mean, UT, not so much, maybe, but, like, still, it's the first time we've ever played them. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess for, because that's the Monday game, right? That's the Monday game. That's the makeup yeah. game. Yeah. Well, I'm more excited about that one because I, I told Alex earlier, and y'all y'all will get to hear about him whenever we do the episode for that game. Um, but one, one of my very dear friends, Christian Johns, um, who I met years and years and years ago at the state tournament, we have remained friends, um, is going to be at the game Monday with us. So I'm very excited. It'll be his first SFA game. Um, hopefully it's, it's not – well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Not in a bad way, but hopefully it's not as memorable as the – one tech game that I went to with him, which if any of you have never heard that story, uh, very quickly, we saw Marcus Smart and his team win the state tournament two years in a row. And so whenever Marcus was playing for Oklahoma State, I flew to Lubbock and we went to the tech game, which happened to be the game that Marcus got thrown out because he went into the stands after a fan um, who from, from what I hear, he said deserved it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so I'll be very excited to have Christian finally join me for an SFA game. But now let's launch into the feats of strength as there weren't just – it wasn't a win. We weren't happy with the outcome, but there were several good things. So the first funny thing I want to say is whenever they were announcing the lineup, they – you know, they always say senior – or a senior guard at – and like a senior guard and they say their height and then they say where they're from and who they are. Mm-hmm. So they started off, they were announcing Nigel, but they said a six, seven guard. And so he wasn't getting up because that's not his height. So he didn't think they were talking about him. And then they said Nigel and he literally immediately was just like laughing, but like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. And we were, I like, must've missed that because, well, you know, I did miss that because for some reason my ESPN wasn't like, switching over to the live game. Cause I just had it pulled up. I didn't have it. Like I had, a, so I had to like exit out and come back in the SPN. And so it, I missed the entire lineup thing. Yeah. It was so funny. And so me and I like looked over at Gary and I'm like, they just said Nigel is six, seven. And so we had a really good laugh about that. But then the whole game, like 
I mean, he got a ton of how many? He got 10 rebounds. There were like yeah. multiple. Uh, Colin Stewart says for GCU coming to SFA will sound like coming to silent contest environment compared to them and their packed arena. Hopefully we can change that. Be nice. Hopefully. But, um, but yeah, there were several like rebounds where he like jumped over everyone else head and shoulders and grabbed it down. And like Kyle, I think I heard a foul call just now. Yeah, uh, probably we'll get into that. Wait, cause I have a, have a whole rant that I like thought up and articulated in my mind yesterday on my like five hour drive home. Um, cause I just kept stewing over it and I just kept thinking. I, I know. And I think Kyle might've been referencing like your cat in the background meowed. And I, I think, cause like oh, he commented, yeah. he commented that like right when one of them meowed, I don't know if that's what he meant, but I, oh. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I don't even I don't hear know it anymore because I hear it all the time, but, sure. um, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there were several rebounds that Nigel like jumped way over everyone to grab and like Gary and I yeah. see each other and Gary be like, you know, that six, seven, he's just grabbing those rebounds. And so it was like an ongoing joke with us the whole game. Love that. Um, yeah. He, <coughs> he did play like he was six, seven Saturday night. He does um, play like he's bigger than his, you know, amazing, than what he is. amazing game. Um, he had the I, first of the night with a three, like yes. I said, like the only reason we were in the game was because of him. Um, Nigel played like his pants were on fire. He took two great charges. He made, uh, I made a note of that as well. His offense, he was drawing offensive fouls left and right. Yeah. He played fantastic. Yeah. He, he, he drew a bunch of offensive fouls from Tarleton, like doing great defensively. Um, good for three. He had good ball movement. Um, let me see what else did I write about Nigel? Um, let's see here. Uh, now he also had a couple really good assists cause there was a nice, uh, reverse from David that Nigel assisted him with. So that was another good one. Um, I will say though, for the first like four minutes or maybe more in that second half though, and this is more of a, 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 a a negative, but he did kind of get a little cold, but he picked it up again. Yeah, it was several minutes into the second half before he scored again because the announcers made sure to point that out, of course. But but also but mind remember that going into the half, he he took a little spill and I couldn't tell exactly where he got hit. I kind of think I might know, but let's just say I, I he was gonna be fine, but I think in the moment he was hurting a little bit. I mean, I'll just say it. I'm pretty sure he got racked in the nuts. He wherever he got hit, he definitely got frogged very hard, and so it was one of those things where it was like, okay, it's not. This is not like a game-ending injury, but like it's just gonna hurt for a few minutes. Right. It just the way he was like limping. I literally was like freaking out. I was like, no. Well, and I didn't even think that at first because it it kind of looked like it was like his hip or something something it was just the way he was walking i was like don't do this to me baby god bless lord jesus but mom because you know she worked she's an x-ray tech she worked for an orthopedic surgeon for years she was Mm -hmm. like oh i think he might have just got hit i would love to know how Kay said it she's like i think he got hit in the no no squares i mean how did she say it she was just i can't remember exactly what she said but she was like i think he just got 
hit like in a place that he doesn't want to like openly like, like this is where I got hit, you know? Like what I mean? hit, hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Thankfully, it was nothing serious. So that was that was the most important part. Right. So another person I would love to talk about feats of strength wise again is our boy Trell. I, I I am I want to make a shirt that says Trell Stan because I that is my dog. I love Trell so much. I wish he listened to this because I love Trell so much. So I love his energy, like I said in the last episode, when when he man. gets on, he gets so hyped, and I love it because, like I've said before, obviously we we want to win every game, but of like. Course. But it's still about having fun. And he's one of those players that you can really tell that, like, he is really having fun out there. And that's the most important part of the game, honestly. I, I agree. I mean, he just oozes confidence and he just oozes energy. And I feel like the other guys feed off of that, which I'm I'm really glad that he's the one coming up and stepping up for Rati because or, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like he's the one coming into the, the lineup, really, really bringing the juice and the fire and, and the passion. Um, and then you have guys like Day coming off the bench who can also match that intensity as well yeah. when, it, when it needs to happen. But Trell, threes, baby, reigning. He is second in the whack for his three-point shooting. And by the way, he made a really clutch three at the end that had we not went down and fouled, we yeah. maybe could have won in regulation based off of that three that he made. Yes. I made a note of that as well, that a big three with a minute seven left. Big, big three with a minute seven left. Um, another big thing, uh, Calvin had some nice blocks as well. He had um, some really nice blocks. And even when I watched it back, like their announcers were like, bragging on his blocks because he mm -hmm. blocked uh shannon's little brother once and then uh he blocked i don't know some other player but yeah um, he was yeah great till he felt and that. then uh he also had calvin had a nice transition throughout like uh, i guess it was i think it was a rebound and then he just he threw it down the court really quick in transition and then just immediately got i think i can't remember who made the layup I didn't, I didn't make a note of it because it was just so quick, but I mean, a great, great, like heads up play, knowing where your guys were getting the ball down, uh, down, down court. I almost said downfield, same difference. You knew what I meant. Um, let's see here. Another, he had a really nice alley-oop from Cal or from Calvin had a nice alley-oop to Nana. It wasn't like a perfect textbook alley-oop, but he still got it over there. Nana still slammed it down. So that was a really good moment. Um, and then another thing from, um, specifically, um, uh, from Jalen, he had some good passes too. He was looking a little bit better with his passing. He had a good pass today, uh, into the paint. And I think, uh, he also had, let me look back at the notes really quick though. Let's see, Jalen. Yeah. He had at least one block as well. Um, but he obviously yeah. he found out, I mean, who, who the hell didn't foul out? Let's just be fair. Um, not many. Um, yeah. another thing I forgot to mention on Trell, he had that behind the back to uh to Calvin for a dunk that was just beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. amazing. We got yes. a new star of the show now, all of a sudden. You Who? haven't 
You haven't seen this one inside. This is uh, Buddy, the neighbor's cat that they don't care about. And so I bring him in when it's cold. You have a bleeding heart for these fucking felines, bro. It's going to be 30 tonight and look at him how happy he is. Such a sweet little guy. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's a lot of that's a lot of kitty cats in the house. What? It's a lot. Um, a lot. Let's see. Uh, okay. One thing that I wanted to say, and I kind of touched on this in the last episode, but my goodness, if we would just put Nana down low and lob it to him all day long, yeah, he would be the leading scorer because my God, he's so tall that literally if you just stick him down there and give him a lob pass, he catches it and doesn't even have to go down. He just goes right back up. It's like my greatest dream of post play. Just grab, throw it back up there. Yeah. Um, Cause he did that a few times. He got a really great block too. Um, day day. Like, okay. We, we talked about him a second ago. He, he did make one bank shot on the buzzer, which was, hilarious um, that is true i do remember that yeah really like our new thing i don't know um but he had a really big banking shots like we're banking checks babe i don't know yeah he um he had a really big overtime performance day day did uh he did he kept us in the game for a while for the first like half of overtime he was the only one scoring like every time down the floor day day was scoring mm-hmm. um David had some okay. Day, I do want to say D- David didn't put up just a whole lot of stats as far as points or anything, but one of my grievances explains that, um, and it's no fault to him. But he was giving some great assists to Nigel whenever Nigel was hot, and this was something that the announcers mentioned also in compliment of David is that he has a good shot and he can score, but he's Absolutely. like. With- point guard of he's going to be looking for other people and he knew that Nigel was hot so he was Thank trying you. to get it to him when he was on Thank roll, you. you know and then there was like one point where he finally scored his first points of the game and the announcers were like this isn't going to be the last time he scores but just know like he's going to score when he gets his moment but he's going to try to get it to other people first uh which is absolutely true so um, true but they did kept they did keep on saying like, Oh, you know, David, he's, he's kind of cold tonight. Kinda, like, Oh, he's not scoring as much tonight. And it was driving me bonkers because I was like, bro, he's a point guard. Like he's a point guard. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a point guard, you're not like really expected to be the high point shot every night. Like, I'm sorry, your job and your role is to set up the other guys. Like, that is the whole point. Like, you're running the offense, babe. So if he has zero points in a game, but he has, like, double-digit assists or something like that, like, you know he's doing his job. Like, that is his role. And if he gets an opportunity to shoot a three, cool. Fuck yeah. Do it. Sink it. Love it. Yeah, and I, I have a grievance to counter that. So my my last feat of strength is on David. Also, he gave a great no look pass to Nana to score, and it was beautiful. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I agree. So yeah, when when David is on fire and he's making good assists and he has a couple threes or a couple good, like when he gets those reverse layups going, oh, ready, yeah. love it, love it. I love it. It's wonderful. It makes 
makes me happy, makes my heart happy. I'm sure it makes Papa and Mama Calgary's happy. I'm sure it makes it, it makes everybody happy, babe. It makes basketball just beautiful. But he doesn't have to shoot threes, 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 threes all night. Like, especially when you got guys like Nigel and Trell who are open, have a better look, and he can get the ball to them to do it. Like, let's yeah. just be real here. All right, so let's move on to – oh, God. Cheers to this. Speakings with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You are going to hear about it. So I would like to go first and give my quick rant about the referees. Okay. So first of all, worst tip-off that I've ever seen, actual WTF. Like, I literally do not know what happened. My brother was like, look, because they were ready for like 10 minutes that he was just like sitting there like not, like it seemed like he couldn't throw. And my brother was like, it was so long that my brother looked over at me and was like, does he have tennis elbow? Like, what is the problem? I don't understand. I should have known. I should have known then that they were going to be absolute complete clowns. But anyway, here's my, I have to give this quick rant because y'all know me. And I've, I feel like I've been called out on social media before for taking up for the referees or what, whatever, what have you. I do not ever complain about the referees. I got to pull up my sleeves on this and get ready. Oh God bless okay. America. As you all know, and I've stated this multiple, multiple times, that I grew up the daughter of a college referee. So I just was trained to not, not complain about the referees, to take into account that they are humans and they are going to make mistakes too. And you can't change it. You can complain about it as much as you want, but if you were a good player, you adapt and you work harder and you just play. Okay, so all that being said, never ever have I ever said that we lost a game because the referees never ever will I say that we lose a game because of the referees, but by God, I get one time in four years to absolutely complain about the referees. And I don't want you coming at me on Twitter. And I don't want you saying that I sound like a middle schooler complaining about the referees. And I don't want you saying that I said, that's why we lost because that is not what I'm saying, but listen, and I don't want you telling me that th these three referees were, That these three referees are big power five referees. I don't give a shit. They were garbage Saturday night. I don't care who they've ref for. I don't care if they're power five refs. They can be garbage one day. LeBron can play a shitty game. You can be the best and you can still have a shitty game. Okay. Even their announcers were saying, if neither coach is happy, you got to look at what you're doing as a referee. Because both coaches were complaining nonstop the whole game. They were giving out so many fouls that towards the end, the announcers were like, these referees are like Oprah. They're like a foul for you, a foul for you. You get a foul, you get a foul, you get a foul. Literally, it was wild. And they also could not also could not get the foul situation correct because the announcers would be like, well, they just called out that this is whoever's fourth foul. But on what we have on the stat sheet, it says it's their fifth foul. So we don't know. They couldn't even get it right. And my, pro my main problem was this. This is what I said after the game. My main problem with the referees during that game was, honestly, my main complaint was they were letting Shannon's little brother guard David hand-checking nonstop. The hand-checking did not ever stop, and they would not call it. 
And so then the next time down the floor, David would be like, okay, they're not going to call it. So I'm, I'm going to have to create my own space to breathe and see what's happening. And then they would call an offensive foul on him. So we were boned. Like there was nothing you could do. And then that, that is the kind of complaint that I have because then it, it sets the whole tone for the game where we had to struggle to even get an offense set up and it wasn't consistent. They call like little ticky tack fouls on stuff and then just let us get murdered at the post or what have you. So there was no consistency and that's the problem. There wasn't even consistency with what they called on the other team because Billy Gillespie was grabbing the whole time. Uh, Melvin Bryan says Gavin's first foul was a defensive flop. Okay. My other complaint on the referees is two different times that they called a foul on Gavin. They go to the monitors to check to see if it's a flagrant foul. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it was barely even a foul. And now you're going to look to see if it's flagrant. Literally, even their announcers said, wasn't nothing flagrant about it. It might not have even been a foul. Like, literally, even their announcer said he was just clearing space. It wasn't even really a foul. So, those are my complaints on the referees. And... I mean, you know, and my brother and I were talking about it, and he's like, you know what? That's that's the thing, though. You go into it, and in defense of Tarleton, once they saw that they could get away with that play, that's what they were doing every possession. And he's like, you play to the refs. So if you know you can play defense like that the whole time and not get called on it, then that's what you're going to do to win the game. And that's what they did. It's a fact. I mean, and everything Jacqueline said, absolutely spot on. I ditto. I agree with. I concur. Um, there were, and, and I, I agree, like the refs were not the only reason why we lost that game. We beat ourselves. Okay. We committed too many turnovers. And yeah, a lot of those turnovers were due to fouls. Absolutely. But there were also a lot of turnovers that were not due to fouls, due to sloppy play, straight up. Okay. But it does not help when when Gavin is getting soft, soft calls down there in the paint and he's getting absolutely annihilated, fouls out. And then I'm mean, not saying that again, it was bad on both sides, like bad on both sides. There was a total of 47 fouls called. 47. That's a lot. That's unreal. Unreal. And again, not saying that all 47 were bullshit. No. Absolutely not. There were some, there were fouls on both sides that were absolutely fouls, 100%. Not arguing that. But it was just the sheer magnitude. I mean, both teams had players foul out. Tarleton had one, two guys foul out. And we had four. One, two, three, four guys foul out. It was was not only the magnitude of sheer volume of fouls, but it was also, like I said, it was inconsistency. Like you could have chosen any fouls from the game and one of them is like borderline flagrant. It's so rough. And then one's like, where was the foul even at? Like they they don't know. Then it's inconsistent for the players because they don't know what level of play is going to get a whistle. I feel like a lot of times, like it's just fouls nowadays are just so like ambiguous and arbitrary. It's like, what is the definition of a foul anymore? Like, you can barely breathe on a guy and get called for a foul, right? And then you can over here literally, like, punch him in the face or elbow him in the eye, and then it's nothing. It's very subjective. Oh, and the the last – So is, yeah. The last rant I had about the refs, and if any of you follow me on Twitter, you already saw this. But as I've said, my dad was a referee. 
literally the man never complains about the officiating. Rarely. This is ever. how I know. This is how I know the refs were dog shit right here. It wasn't even like sometimes he'll text me and say that wasn't a good call or this or that or the other. But literally during the game, he yelled at the referees at least twice. Like Richard Parton does not yell at the referees. It's got to be bad for him to yell. And one, I, I said that was the last one, but it's not um, the last complaint I have about the referees. So there was also another thing that I tweeted that I didn't like was they kept being so concerned about our players standing up on the bench, which I will say my dad said, he said, that's always been a thing. They've always like said that only the head coach is supposed to be standing up. Everyone else supposed to be sitting down. You know, obviously if they stand up and cheer for a second or two, whatever, but but we were both in agreement that it seems like just within the last year or two, the last season or two, that they have just been real big sticklers about that. And I just, I don't get it. Like I get if they're standing the whole time, but my goodness, like don't you, as a coach, you want your players to be engaged in the game and supportive of and cheering on their teammates. So like if they stand up really, like if it's, if there's this many things going on that you got to check the freaking video for, like, can't you focus on the actual play that's happening on the court more than the players on the bench standing up for two seconds to clap and cheer? I just don't understand that. Um, and my other complaint about the referees is there was just a lot of chitter chatter during the game with the referees coming over and talking to both of the coaches and literally my dad was like there just shouldn't be that much talking like and this this is our hot take because of how my dad's refereeing style was but he was like i rarely talked to the coaches during the game because there's just nothing to gain by it because here's the thing if they're unhappy about the call you're not going to change it so what's the point if you go up and guess what if you did on the off chance like miss the call then what you're going to go over there and just dig yourself a deeper hole by admitting that you shouldn't have made that call. Like you're, you're not, right. there's no ground to be gained there. Like just referee the game and you don't need to like come over and explain yourself and chitter chatter about it. Like when you're going to call the call, be confident in your call and, and back yourself, back like, yourself, even exactly. if you're wrong. Because my dad, I mean, he was just like, you know, there's going to be a few calls that they miss. And if you miss a really bad one, then on the next time down the floor, just be like, hey, coach, you know, I missed that one. I'll I'll watch for it next time. Exactly. Just be like, you know what? Cool. Keep going. Like, yeah, sorry, man. Uh, I'll watch better. Well, you know, it's okay, little coach. Boop, boop, boop. Babe. Yeah. Just back yourself. Even if you're wrong. And just make it up later. You know what I mean? Like people do it all the time. Make up calls all the time. Every sport, make up call it happens. Yeah, you just got to be confident and keep calling the game. I mean, I just don't get it. Like I know. Whatever. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I would like to note that I'm very upset that Shamir is not a lumberjack, but whatever. I put I put the same thing. I said uh, uh, he did look really good, and it, it made me sad that he didn't come to SFA, even though he was kind of pissing me off. But that was that was because the refs were allowing him to play that way, and so oh for sure. If if they would have just nipped it in the bud early on and called him for it, you know, when the game first started, when he first started doing it, then yeah. it wouldn't have been such a big issue. Because again, tit for tat, like just call it consistent. That's all we ask. I don't think that's asking for a lot. What do you think? little man up there watching. I don't know. Like 
what do you think? I mean, I think just consistency in calls is just, that's not a big ask. Just to give some sort of baseline expectation of what's going to get a whistle. That's all we You want. know, and I have a great comparison for this. And I texted you about it when I went down to the Woodlands to watch my nephew play basketball. Okay. High school level, freshman year, these refs, but I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. They literally called zero calls, zero on either side. They may be called travel twice. And I'm sitting here like yelling, like bro, on both sides. Like I was even yelling because they didn't call a call on my, on my fucking nephew's team. Like Zach went behind the back twice and they didn't call it. And I'm like, he'll never learn. Yeah. These, these kids are never going to learn what you can do and what you can't do if they're not calling any fouls. Yeah. I literally was, I was so upset. So upset. I'm like, what are you doing? Like if he's traveling, you call it. And our guys traveled multiple times. And so did the other team. I'm like, just call it so that these kids know yeah. That by the time they get to college level or wherever, upper high school, college level, they'll at least know what they're doing and have some semblance of understanding of the rules of the game. I even told Zach after the game, I'm like, bub, you know you went over the back like twice, right? He goes, yeah, but they weren't calling it. I'm like, but it doesn't matter, kid, because the next time you came to play, you're yeah. going to have a stickler of a fucking ref who will call it. Yeah. I was like, you cannot go over the back like that. He's like, well, they didn't call it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I argued with him for like five minutes about it. I'm like, you can't do that. Like, I appreciate the passion and, and the aggressiveness, but, but you're going to get a ref that's going to call it every time. And because these dumb fucks over here didn't call it, you're going to think it's okay. Yeah. So anyway, a few other, uh, few other, there's multiple grievances. Well, actual, the actual player grievances now. Actual player grievances. Um, I don't know if it was me and I was just wasn't was I didn't pay attention or I was I missed it, but I feel like Nana wasn't setting the screen correctly. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, he did get called a foul one time for not setting this for a moving screen. Okay. That's what I wrote down. Okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And so, then I think he was kind of scared to correctly set the screen. So then the next few weren't really he just didn't do it right at all. Yeah. He just wasn't even trying. So I th that's, that makes sense why I wrote that down. Because sometimes when I'm writing these notes, I forget what the context is of the note because I'm typing it so quickly into my notes in my phone that I'm like, all right, what the fuck was this, was this from? But yeah, because I said, no, nah, no, nah, come on. You have to set the screen, bro. And I was like, all right, come on. Um, Got to get the rebounds on both sides. Let me go back and look at the stats really fast. Uh, 13 offensive and then 23 defensive. <sighs> I just, I feel like 13 offensive rebounds just isn't, I mean, for the type of caliber of game and team we have, 13 offensive rebounds is just a shit number. But maybe that's just me having high expectations. No, it was actually pretty good because remember the game before we only <clears throat> had five offensive rebounds and we shot about the same percentage. So, okay. So maybe that's just me having high. Okay. Because I just, I know, I feel like 13, I'm like, what are we doing under there? But I guess not. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that off. Um, because I did say, where are the freaking rebounds under the basket? But all right, um, let's see, let's see. Uh, obviously, ma main grievance is the fact that 
of because we had so many guys in foul trouble and so many players foul out. I mean, the fact that Gavin had to sit out for the majority of the second half did not help us one bit. Yeah. So on that note, one of my grievances was they only won this game off of free throws. They shouldn't have even been in the game. Y'all, they agreed made 26 points off of free throws. 26. We only made 11 points off of free throws. Like you take their free throws away or even yeah. just half of them. They wouldn't have even been in the game, man. I know. I know. Literally. Another thing. How many points in the paint did freaking Tarleton have? 44. Normally what we have. 44. Yeah. Which we were back up this game from the last game because we had 32 as opposed to 20 against ACU. But, yeah, 44 points in the paint is a – that's a lot. That's that's, yeah. probably like, that's probably like the highest we've done this season on points in the paint, I think, was 40-something. Exactly. Yes, yes, it was in the 40s for sure. And then another thing. Or 46, I can't remember. Yeah, and then another thing, another thing, another freaking thing, Jacqueline. Points off turnovers. Tarleton had 24 points off. That's the game. Yeah. That and the or the free throws, whichever one. So either don't make as many mistakes with the turnovers or don't commit. As yeah, they were really good at converting off those turnovers. Oh, um, it was so, I mean, I just, I wanted to pull my absolute hair out. Hair out. Um, I just, I, I just don't get it, man. I don't. I mean, you, they had three guys in double digits. They had one guy who almost had a double-double, Freddie Hicks. He was 23 points, eight rebounds. Um, very good. I mean, he was almost perfect with his free throws. He was nine for 11. He did go 0-3 on the three-pointer line, but he was seven of 16 on the field goals. Um yeah, listen, their free throws, I mean, their overall free throw percentage was almost 84%. The second half, they were 100%. I mean, over time, they were 100%. My bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, They anytime they went to the line, we were like, well, they're going to make it. So that's cool. Um, Riddle me this. Why does some of the players on here say zero plus on minutes? Is it like under a minute, but like not zero minutes? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because that yeah. was confusing. I saw that, and I'm like, why does it say yeah. zero plus? Because we'll see that on Jonathan, and I thought he played a full minute, but maybe he didn't. Yeah, it, it has to just be less than a minute, but they got some playing time. 30 seconds or something. Yeah. That's uh, why. So here's, here's a few more of my grievances on our end of what, what we did to mess it up. <laughs> so, first of all, a few backdoor dunk with the same player twice. I'm just like, what are we doing, man? And this is when I was looking at my brother and I'm like, you know what? I love the way that we play defense. I do love it. But every once in a while, the thing is you can't, you can't have even one person on the court get complacent for two seconds playing that kind of defense. Because if you're not completely on top of where everybody is, uh, they can just slip right in the back door and make us all look dumb. So that's just that's just the hazard of running the defense that we do. But it just drives me nuts when they do it, especially when it's the same player twice and he dunks it. That's what she said. 
I didn't even realize I did that. They slip in the back door. But I was so mad. Um, well, I was mad too. I was screaming. I'm sure my neighbors heard me. I was yelling like a damn banshee, man. Especially yeah. with those, and also with the obviously with the with the dumbass fouls on Gaben. Like I was just, I was just getting fed up, fed up with the fouls on both sides. Again, like on both sides, I was just getting fed up. I'm like, they are, they are whistle happy, just attention grabbing scumbags. Okay, we also had several three second violations. And I was just like, come on. Oh my gosh. That's just like, that's just careless stuff that we're it's, doing. Like, that's nothing on them. It's not even that they're forcing us to turn the ball over anything. Like, we're just yeah. standing in the lane too long. Yeah. Too it's, those, it's those dumb little simple mistakes that really add up. And normally, normally we have a lot of dumb mistakes and it doesn't cost us the game, you know, but in this instance, we had too many mistakes, too many turnovers, too many fouls, too many, everything that just cost, we beat ourselves. And you know what? This hasn't happened. This has happened before. And guess what? I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again. I, don't, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't want it to. Like, I want us to win out the season. But I just have a feeling that we are just not going to learn our lesson. And we're going to just absolutely get freaking shoved a knife in the freaking gut by a team we're supposed to annihilate. Yeah. Happens every year. Happens every mm-hmm. year. And, and, I, I, you know, and there's, it's really hard for me. To, I hate it. I can, there's no one to place blame on. Like, I'm not going to blame Gavin for fouling out. I'm not going to blame, you know, uh, who else the frick fouled out? Pretty much everybody. Calvin, uh, Trill, and JJ. Trill, Calvin, yeah, and, uh, and, and JJP. You know, yeah, that sucks. It really affects the game. But, at the same time, we shouldn't have even been in the position we were freaking in, Mm-mm. you know, like, well, no, no, we should still be able to win a game. Even if a bunch of people foul out, like, I'm sorry, we are that we are good. We're a good team. We're a good team. Yeah. I will say it. we are a good team. We just had a shit night after a good win versus we'll say it quad one win against ACU. You know, we have some good wins under our belt this season. We just, I don't know if we just let it, it was, it was just fatigue. We over, we just underrated Tarleton. We fell asleep. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I don't know either. And my, my last bit of grievances is just, so we really had, I mean, we should have been on top, the whole time and it shouldn't have come down to the wire but but we really had every opportunity to win in regulation when when trell hit that three to finally get us back within reach and then you know we go down the court and they call val and calvin and then they get shots and then we have to go into overtime and then we just we just didn't have the juice left at that point because didn't have the energy of being tired and having guys fouled out and we barely had enough people to put out there. And then in overtime, like we were literally just trading buckets. 
Yeah. Back and forth. And I'm like, no defense. Defense. When you get into overtime, you got to get a stop. Otherwise, like just trading buckets back and forth, it's just going to be like musical chairs of who has the ball last. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, and another thing, too, it just it bugs me. It bugged me. It bugged me that I, I just, I really wish, and I know it's not his fault, really. I just wish Nigel would have been Nigel from the first half the entire second half. Like he just, he got cold when he came out of that, out of the half. And I know he, you know, got hurt a little bit, shake, shook it off, but he just, for some reason, his shots weren't falling like they were in the first. And I just, it was, it was, I was like, damn it, man. It was just, mm, we needed, we needed that, especially with our guys falling out. Like we needed that. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying it just, it it hurt me. It hurt the heart. I I just wish he would have, you know, Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Obviously, nothing he did. It just what he wasn't the same Nigel from the first half until like the last four minutes. If he would have just been Nigel from the first half, like he was in the whole second half, and I get it. Not saying that that was a difference maker. It could have been, I guess. I don't know, but it just. Yeah, it would have. It would have been nice. And as hot as he was, it probably would have pushed us over the edge. But my goodness, I mean, he got he got mm-hmm. hurt, and then he, he played all but two freaking minutes of the game. I know. That's why I'm like fatigue. He was put the team on his back and scored. He did. He did. Double what the the next highest person did. So someone else needed to step up in those few minutes and do something. And I felt so bad right. for him after the game because, I mean, he even when he wasn't hitting those first few minutes of the second half. I mean, he was still like, he was not giving up. He was, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. And he played his ass off more than he did. anybody he did. else did Saturday night. And you're a hundred percent right. As yes. soon as the game was over, he was so upset. He was like almost crying. He was just yeah, so like, yeah upset that you know he had put everything oh I felt so bad felt you're bad. right yes I mean and again not I didn't mean for that to say like I'm no, I, I was just I was just in my head like you know top five wishes from that game one of them being him continuing his his hot streak from the first half into the second half that was what I, I, oh, I, I wished would happen yeah, he was so hot for. He was so hot. All of those four minutes, you know. No, so, yes, yeah. Oh my god, so hot. But yeah, but him playing that many minutes—that has. I mean, that's going to fatigue anybody. And he's still coming off of of being injured, so you know what I mean. And even he got racked in in the first half at the end there. I mean. I, it, Anyway, I'm I'm not gonna lay blame on any one person because it was it was as a team collectively we shot ourselves in the foot. But guess what? Just as Melvin says, Melvin Bryant says we will rise above and damn it, we will be like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Because on Monday night, no, tomorrow night, wow, today's Monday. Tomorrow night, we're playing a game at home for the first time in Shit knows who, how long before, before Kansas. Yeah. I can't even remember what day it was. I don't even know. I don't even know what day it was. So we are so ready. We are so ready for the Jacks to be back at home. Uh, The students should be back. Well, yeah, because class starts on Wednesday. So the students should be here. Um, Hopefully they'll come out. 
Don't know. Uh, last time we were at home was December 14th against Louisiana Monroe when we lost. Well, mother of God. Okay, well, let's bring back the good juju. Um, yeah. All right, so let's talk about one word summary to describe the entire game. Jax. So mine, I took from what my dad said. We were just distraught. Because, and I really was, I mean, listen, it was still, it, I was just so damn excited to have my parents and my brother at a game for the first time in forever. And so I really wanted it to be like this great win. But like I said, there, there were still several great feats of strength. There was lots of good things that we did. Um, it just didn't end up in our favor at the end. Uh, <clears throat> and we had, when we drove in and went to eat, at the purple goat and then we drove to the game my brother drove us through downtown because that was on the way and they're like their downtown is so cute in stephenville their courthouse is it really? yes their courthouse is beautiful like gorgeous and they still had like all the christmas lights up on it and so i was like oh we have to drive back through here after the game so i can get a good picture and then we got all the way back to hamilton and my mom's like we forgot to go take a picture of the courthouse after the game and dad said, we were just so distraught. <laughs> and I'm Great like, really? by the time we got out of there, like, I just didn't even think about it. But Oh, no. Well, I mean, that's cool that their little downtown is cute. I, I would have liked to see that. Well, I will eventually, but. <laughs> I'm going to look up a picture of their courthouse and send it to you because it's, it's just really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my word was. <sighs> I don't even remember what I put. What did I say? Oh, unacceptable. <laughs> I, I tweeted this multiple times after the game because everybody was, you know, just tweeting, 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 tweeting a bunch of stuff like, oh, oh, forgot this one. This is why it's unacceptable. And this is why I'm so pissed. Obviously, we had a lot of turnovers last night, right? We had 24 turnovers. That itself is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, I love you, Matt. Thank you for posting this. He tweeted today, an extra point of emphasis here, the Lumberjacks are ranked last in the country, 350 out of 350 in turnovers per game. From just that game or for the season so far? I'm assuming for this season so far. If that's the case, that is not good. I'm assuming that's from this season so far. That's not good. Unacceptable. Just in general. Never have I seen a stat where we were last in anything. Yeah, we don't want to be last. <laughs> not that ass fucking last in the country out of 350 teams. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a big deal. See, my voice got like eight octaves higher because that's what you know I'm. Okay. Anyway, I, I saw that. He he tweeted that today and I screenshotted that shit. I was like, oh my God, WTF. But it was just, it's just unacceptable. We shouldn't shoot ourselves in the foot like that. You know, losing a few players to being, to, to, to you know, uh, to fouls is one thing, but just completely and utterly shutting down and making stupid mistakes, not paying attention to what we were doing, not, you know, 
playing to the final buzzer. It just, it, it drives me bonkers. And, you know, again, this is not the first time this happened. It probably will not be the last time, but it's just stuff like that. That just, you know, it just irks me. It irks me again. It was a team. We collectively blew it the big one, but we have to move on. We have to move on. We can't dwell on it because we have a whole, we have a lot of games left. Plenty of games left. We just started whack play. Plenty of games left to turn it around. Um, and I have every confidence. I am cautiously optimistic. I said that at the very beginning of the season. Um, and we'll just have to see how it goes from here. We'll just have to see how it goes from here. Um, so a few last things. Obviously, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, that we do have the UT RGB makeup game on Tuesday at home. So tomorrow night. At home, if you're in the area, like to come to the game, please, 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 please come out, help support on our game. It's one of our, I mean, I don't think even in non-conference play, I don't know if we've ever played UTTRB. I don't know. I do not remember. Um, hold on real quick. Yeah, go see if there's a history. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. Anyway, I, I'm excited for this game. It should be really cool. I'm also excited whenever we do eventually go down and play them in UT Rio Grande Valley. Um. So we've played them three times in the past. We've won once and lost twice. We played them. Really? Oh, we played them in 2006. I don't remember that. Um, well, that was before I came to school here. So that's. We played them the day before my birthday in 2006, December 18th, 2006. We lost very low scoring game, 46 to 44. Mm. We played them in 1986 at. UTRGV and lost by three points. We played them in 1987 at home and won by 13 points. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, doesn't you never know. We're, I mean, I have a feeling we're going to come out with the W tomorrow night, but you never know. So we need people to come, show up, show out, wear purple, be loud. Come early, stay late. That's the Lumberjack motto. And we hope you guys come out and watch the game tomorrow night. Um, and again, again, we mentioned this in the in the earlier podcast, but do not remember, do not forget, do not remember who the fuck says that. Uh, that on January twenty second, there is the alumni slash heckler reunion game against New Mexico State. Again, if you would like to attend or buy tickets to that, make sure that you do. Um, you just go on to either Lumberjack Fans Twitter or even onto the Facebook event, and uh, you can see the link to buy the tickets. They're only five dollars. Five doll hairs, cheapest ticket in town, cheapest time. Uh, a good time to bring out the family. I don't know if I would recommend bringing the family to the heckler section, but you can still buy the five dollar tickets and then go sit in general admission somewhere else. Because um, I don't know if it'd be very family friendly over there. Just throwing that out there. Um, you know, Jacqueline and I might. I hope it's not family friendly because I feel like that's kind of the point. Like that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be family friendly. It's not reliving your college days and like have fun and be a little wild. Like this is not going to be your your five year old or eight year old who's going to repeat everything they hear. It is going to be wild. So if you're concerned about little ears hearing bad words, don't sit in the heckler section. Just throwing that out there. Um, 
Jacqueline, who knows? Jacqueline and I might forego our behind the seats and just go wild over there with them. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll split up half the time in there, half the time in our seats. Yeah, we might make a little cameo. At least, at least, at least, because those are, that was me in college. I, I was a heckler. I was, that was me. I did that. I got the shirt, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm going to have my mom wear my old college shirt for that game because you can sure shit guarantee that I do not fit in that shirt anymore. <laughs> new well and you got the new one you got the new t-shirt i bought the new one i bought the new one so i'll wear that one but my old my old original heckle shirt heckler shirt i told mom she has to wear that so uh, she's she's wearing my old heckler shirt i found it um anyway so just excited for that and then um we're just excited for basketball to be back in nacogdoches just straight up just excited for that and then the girls won tonight so shout out to the girls they are Killing it in whack play, killing it this season as per usual. So continue supporting our Lady Jacks as well. Just a man. I finished my wine. I didn't think I would chug through it, but here we are. So are you gonna jet off to see Chad Michael Murray now? Fuck, I don't know. Let me let me see if he's still at, at nine flags. Let me check. I would like to note that um our boyfriend, Cat fans, said that. Um, hey, my boyfriend. That we didn't star in any Hallmark movie network, and I was like, "Is your name Chad Michael Murray?" Because <laughs> he said we didn't star on any Hallmark movie networks, and I'm like, "Is your name Chad Michael Murray?" He's like, "We'd rather Six Flags than Nine Flags." <laughs> I said both are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so uh, Chad Michael Murray, if you're here in Nacogdoches and you see a crazy lady in a white car, it's not me. It's Jacqueline Noel Parton. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, what's this? Uh, what's the score of this game? I'm afraid to even ask. Hold on, I will look and tell you because I had it up a second ago. Not that I care. I'm just curious. Okay, it is. <clears throat> Nine to six, Bama, but Georgia has the ball. There's 11 minutes and three seconds left in the third quarter. Hey, God bless America. Hey, speaking of, hey, yo, it's Matt. Hey, Matt, what are you doing, man? Hey, Matt. We were just talking about the Heckler and Alumni Reunion on the 22nd, how excited we are. It's going to be a wild time. Also made – Sure to mention that if you are concerned about small ears hearing bad words, probably not to bring them to the heckler section. <sighs> Just to throw that out there. Um, man, we're excited for basketball. Like I said, tomorrow night, what time is the game? Seven? Six? Six thirty. Okay, so in between six and seven. Oh, he just said, let's go. 68 tickets sold. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And that doesn't even include people like myself or Jacqueline or like Carrie, who already have season tickets, who are just, who we already have tickets that are going to be there and come over in the section and come to the tailgate. So that's great. That's amazing. I'm very excited about that. I know the game is getting interesting because I can hear my parents yelling at the TV. Oh, now Bama has the ball. Oh, shit. All right. Well, maybe I will go watch the game for a little bit because obviously things are getting interesting. Um, so thanks again to everybody for listening in and watching. We really appreciate it, especially while there's a really crazy natty going on, apparently. But then um, 
I don't know. I'm just assuming it's crazy because my parents are yelling. Who knows? It could be super boring. I don't know. I well, mom just said someone was a dick, so I don't know. Possession changed like immediately between in between me checking and then you hearing them. So it must must be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh oh! Wait a minute! Wait! Wait a minute! Wait! Wait a minute! Can I come out here to get something? What do you need, lady? I need to get mine. Come here, real fast. No. <laughs> How's the game going? Nine to six. You're about to see. Ohio State could have beat their ass. The quarterback ain't shit. He's Jack. And not only that, they play freaking cupcake teams. No wonder they can't play each other good. They don't play nobody during the season. Welcome to the Rant household. Yeah. We're live. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's live with who? We're live on on the. Oh no, you doing your podcast? Yeah. Oh. And I said the bad word. Can you no, delete it? Oh, well, there's no deleting, babe. There's, Come on, I don't, I don't want them people up in up in the universities and hearing me saying bad words. There ain't nobody watching from the university except for probably Carrie Whitsit. Ain't nobody care. Uh, your buddy. <laughs> your G money buddy. <laughs> you already feel it. Get out of here. Woo. Anyway. It's cold out here. No, it's not. Oh, get out of here, Tess. All right, let's wrap it up. This wild child's over here busted on our freaking podcast. So I asked if I could come out. Well, I didn't think you were gonna go wild and like that, yelling and screaming about yeah, people playing football. All right. So, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching in. Uh, we're excited for the game tomorrow night. As we talked about, UTRGV coming to Nacogdoches. We know the girls won, Tess. Thank you. Anyway, so uh, game tomorrow, 630 on ESPN+. Plus. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, the Twitters, and the face oh, of the books. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> I didn't even hear her. She went into the wrong door. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A, dude. I can't even, can't even, I can't even do this. Anyway, all right. Make sure you follow us on social media. And man, what a podcast for an hour and 25 minutes. A wild one. You know what? I feel a lot better now, though. That was very session. It was very cathartic for me. Uh, move on and have right. a game tomorrow. Move on. Um, Absolutely. My cousin from LA is going to be at the game tomorrow with us. Maria is going to be at the Maria's- game. Maria's. I'm going to. I'm going to sing to her when I see her. I'm going to sing to her. I can't wait. I'm excited. That girl, y'all have no idea. Maria is, and if you don't know who Maria is, you're going to find out tomorrow because we're going to take pictures and it's going to be cute. And Maria is fucking adorable. She is the best. We'll say this is how much we like Maria. If y'all know how much we love our boy David. And if if David and Maria break up, we might have to choose Maria. It's all about Maria, baby. We're not letting anything happen there. We love them both. Maria is the coolest person in the whole world. We love her. Love her so much. And her freaking parents are just as wild. I love it. But yeah, we're excited for tomorrow. It's going to be a fun time. Um, 
Hey, don't forget. Always remember, don't be a fool. Wrap your jo- No, I'm just kidding. Don't forget. <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? Is this a new tagline? I'm so lost. <laughs> I didn't I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. I just made one up. No, no, no. Don't forget. Always remember to ask some jacks, y'all. Without some jacks. Have a good night. Go dogs. <laughs>